Hello everybody and welcome back to Speaking with Joy. I just made myself a cup of tea and I would highly recommend that you do the same. It's been quite a few months since I posted a podcast episode and quite an eventful few months, I might add. But I'm excited to sit down today in a new chair in my new flat with a cup of tea. If you listened really closely, you could hear birds chirping outside, um, which seems unseasonal given that it's nighttime and, um, and winter. Um, but I feel like after months of a great race, I am coming to both the ending and the beginning of seasons. And I'm excited to start back the podcast as a part of that ending and beginning. But first, I wanted to just do a catch you up episode talking about what's happened over the past few months in my life, um, what's going to come in the future, what I'll do with this podcast, and then to chat a bit about Advent because we're entering into one of my favorite seasons of the year. So welcome back, get yourself a cup of tea, and I'm so happy to be talking with you all um, at long last. So for many of you who maybe have listened to the podcast for a long time, you will have known that for the last four years I have been working on agonizing over editing and re-editing a PhD on theology, imagination, and the arts. Um, I've been at St. Andrews University doing that. They have an Institute for Theology, Imagination, and the Arts. And in my PhD, I've been exploring how art can prepare us for a good death. So the role of art in devotional practice and in moral formation. That was actually kind of the origin, in some ways, of why I started the podcast. I thought it might be fun in this episode just to think back a little bit over the last four years, um, because this podcast really started and has been constant with my journey of doing a doctorate. Um, And when I was pondering kind of what I wanted to do in this new season, I needed to think about it connected to to my journey of doing a PhD, because it's been such an integral part of doing that. So like most things that I've enjoyed in my life, um, I started a podcast pretty much because the thought occurred to me one day that it would be fun to have a podcast. Um, But it really kind of came out of a motivation to see something I didn't know existed in the world. I was doing my PhD on the role of art and moral formation, and I just felt like I had such a richness that was given to me, um, both in my undergrad and in my PhD. I was learning so much and I wanted an outlet, um, a place to, to be able to kind of give some of what I was learning back to the world. And that also came from whenever I'd go back and be at home, I would hear people say that they, they loved hearing about what I was learning, they wanted to know more about art, more about theology, but they kind of didn't know where to begin. So I started my podcast, uh, in retrospect I can see with kind of three goals. One was to curate um, good and beautiful art, to give people good images, good music, good literature, good poetry to enjoy, to kind of be a person who hunts that down and then shows it um, to others and evangelizes for good, uh, good art that's soul enriching. And the second thing was, um, I feel like a lot of times we can want to be more educated or, or know more about art, but then it can be difficult to know kind of what to do with it once we have it. You know, you try to be a good reader and so you read Brothers Karamazov and it's 900 pages and it's overwhelming. So I also wanted to kind of see it as an outlet of education for 
not just how to enjoy, not, not just what uh, art, literature, music to enjoy, but kind of how to enjoy it, how to talk about it, how to think about it, what worlds of thought was behind it. Um, and then I wanted to kind of start conversations with other people. I wanted to know what art they loved and and kind of create as much as you can in an online space, on an, an online space, on an online space, uh, a place for people to talk together about good and true and beautiful things, especially because the internet slash the world is full of a lot of not good and beautiful things. And there's a lot of anxiety and cynicism. And so I wanted this to be a space of sanity, of goodness, and of education. So those were kind of my goals, to curate good music, literature, and art, um, to educate people on how to think about it, how to talk about it, and the kind of intellectual world surrounding it, and then to facilitate good conversations. So originally, that started by, I, I would look at a theme, so say home, or death, or um, motherhood, or choice, or whimsy, and then I would look at it through a piece of visual, literary, and musical art. Um, as that kind of progressed, I eventually started doing more interviews. I, you know, during my doctoral journey, I bumped into so many interesting people who I just wanted to have conversations with. You know, the, the weird thing about academia is you just end up with a whole bunch of people who are experts in one area that you can go really deep on. So I started doing more interviews, and then I also did these kind of book clubs. So all that to say, that's what this podcast has been about. Um, and I just kind of started it as a fun project, something I wanted to do uh, that kind of was an outgrowth of my PhD because I was thinking about the role of art in formation and culture, and um, but also as kind of an outlet for me to teach what I was learning. And really, it's been such a gift. I couldn't have imagined the kind of community that would rise up around it, the opportunities it would open up for me, um, and, and, and just the friends and kindred spirits I would bump into. So for the last year, I've been a little bit less active on here. Um, and that's really, I really wasn't active at all until the summer. I did a summer book club this year on Piranesi by Susanna Clark. And, um, and the reason for that was that I was kind of uh, elbow deep or neck deep. Yeah, definitely neck deep in finishing the PhD, uh, applying for jobs and something I'll get to tell you about more, also writing a book. Um, but I'm suddenly reaching this kind of exhilarating phase where the PhD is done. Uh, that's, I guess, a bigger announcement that I made it sound like, but the PhD is done, the book is written, and the job is gotten. And with that, I have been pondering what I wanted to do with this space, what I wanted to do with the podcast. Did I end it because it was the end of my PhD? Or did I keep it going? Or did I make something new of it? So I'll tell you a bit about that. But first, let me tell you my big announcements. The first one is that I did um, finish my PhD. So uh, I'm very nearly Dr. Joy. I have to submit some typos first and uh, technically I won't be Dr. Clarkson until I graduate, but the thesis is in, it's been defended and, um, and it just feels like a great satisfaction and a great uh, relief after four years of investing in this topic. I was very tired for the first few days afterwards and I thought, Maybe I won't ever write anything academic ever again, but give me four days and a lot of sleep and I am excited to start trying to get bits of it published or maybe get the whole thing published and uh, working on other research projects. My curiosity is only whetted. There's more to research and I'm excited about that. So that's announcement number one. 
the PhD is, um, has come to a close. I am thrilled. I am delighted. I really, the thing about a PhD is it's an immense personal achievement. You know, you, only you can write this 80,000 word dissertation. No one else will do it for you. But really it is, I think doing a PhD, I realized how much literally hundreds of people contribute to this work. Uh, for me, I thought about my parents who educated me and championed me and um, were so pivotal in my formation, my idea of education. Then you have an advisor who is the person who's giving you all this feedback. You have the hundreds of books that you read, the authors that help stimulate your mind and your ideas if you're wrestling with things. And then for me specifically, I had funding bodies. I had um, one of the great things doing my PhD is I had a Patreon that was supporting me, a group of people who kind of came behind me, behind the podcast and helped support me through the PhD. So it's a great, um, I feel very proud of it, but I also feel very humbled and very thankful for the many people that helped me get to this place. So that's announcement number one, PhD is done. Announcement number two is that I've recently started a job as the books and culture editor at Plow. Um, I've worked with Plow for the last uh, year and a half, really, uh, first as a contributor for them. I wrote some articles, which uh, you could look up the blessed boredom or my review on Piranesi or several things like that. And then um, I more recently last year uh, joined as a contributing editor. And then this fall, I've taken on the role as uh, books and culture, which means that I get to be, it's kind of like another arm of what I get to do in the podcast. It's another way to curate good books, um, model good conversations about them, and uh, and be involved in thinking about what are the books and the music and the art that's shaping society. Uh, for those of you who don't know Plow Quarterly, uh, it is a magazine that's been around for a long time. Um, and it, its tagline is an international magazine of faith, culture, and society that publishes most weekdays online and appears quarterly in print. So there's a quarterly magazine in print that I would highly recommend you get because it's absolutely beautiful. I'm always proud of every issue that comes out. Plow is doing work unlike any other magazine that I've seen, which is why I'm so proud to be with them. Um, they are trying to, one of their taglines, one of the Bruderhofs um, who runs it, um, one of their ideas that's central is that um, another life is possible. So kind of addressing the big issues of our day with creativity, with faithfulness, and, um, and, and with integrity. So I would highly recommend, it's really, I'm really delighted to be able to work with them. And something else they're doing is partnering with my podcast. So you'll start to see many of the interviews I do, um, audio that you'll listen to, they're providing transcriptions of, which I edit, and then you can read. So I've had many people ask me if I could do transcriptions for those who might be hard of hearing. And I am delighted that Plow is partnering with me to kind of provide that. Um, so that's announcement number two. And announcement number three is that somehow in the midst of doing my PhD, I also wrote a book, and I'm actually very proud of it. Um, so the book is with Bethany House Publishers. It comes out February 15th, and its title is Aggressively Happy. Now, for those of you who may uh, be thrown off by the title, I hope that the title makes you laugh. The title is supposed to make you laugh. Um, but its its full title is Aggressively Happy, A Realist Guide to Believing in the Goodness of Life. And my goal for this book was to have kind of 10 essays about how not to become a cynic. Um, and and I, I wrote this um, 
it's, it's kind of one of my life messages. I think something I have observed, the title itself actually comes from a Twitter follower of mine who I once tweeted something kind of just generically happy about the world. I was, it was probably about lipstick or tea or something. And I, uh, and he responded, this is disgusting. You are so aggressively happy. And I looked at it and I thought that's a really weird reaction to have to a, to me being excited about lipstick. Um, but then I thought, you know what? It actually takes a lot of grit and determination uh, to be happy in the world. And so I thanked him and I added it to my Twitter profile. Um, but I use that kind of silly example because I think there's this idea in the world that if you're really deep, if you're really thoughtful, if you're really wise, then you will be cynical, sad, that you'll kind of look at the world and you'll know it's just kind of generally a bummer. And and to me, I don't think that is actually the most deep and mature reaction to life. And I think that for many different reasons, which you'll have to read the book to find out about. Um, but I think I kind of say it, there's three different ways of looking at this. The first reason that I think it matters to cultivate joy and to not become a cynic is that um, the world is difficult and it is hard. Um, I, I'm not somebody who believes in toxic positivity you can overlook the pain and difficulty of the world. The world is a difficult place. And if the last few years haven't taught us that, then what has? But if that's the case, if you know that life is going to be out of your control, you can either just accept life as being generally a bummer, or you can try to look for ways to cultivate peace, beauty, happiness in the midst of the storm. Um, or you can just live life as a bummer. And I, I personally would prefer to find happiness in the midst of life's difficulties and, and sorrows, especially and even if I know that it's going to be difficult. The second reason is that it's actually, in my mind, fairly self-centered to kind of give in to cynicism because other people need us to be joyful, to, to sustain them through love and kindness. Um, and when you yourself cultivate uh, an outlook on life that is loving, that is generous, that is practical, that is joyful, that's actually one of the most practical things you could do to make the world a better place. Um, if you yourself could focus on finding jo a sustaining joy. But finally, I think that my belief is that at the heart of reality is not sorrow and brokenness, but goodness. I believe that the reason we feel so indignant about the brokenness of the world is because the world is made to be good. And so when things go poorly, when there's injustice, when there's brokenness, we know it and we feel it to be wrong because we have that intuitive sense that life itself is good. And so in my mind, finding happiness, joy, goodness, blessedness, you know, um, when Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who mourn, that word actually just means happy. Happy are those who mourn. And to me, that's because we know deep in our souls that existence is good. And so choosing to be cynical is actually choosing to look away from the heart of reality that is good. And when we know, we keep our eyes fixed on that goodness, we're actually, in my mind, more energized to care, to fight for justice, to be loving, to have endurance. So all that to say, that's what the book is about. And it's 10 humorous, um, playful literary essays, uh, stories from my own life, um, 10 rules for the aggressively happy life. So I wrote that and it's coming out in February. Um, also, I should say that right now the publisher, Bethany House, has this, I think, on sale for 30% off if you want to pre-order it for 
of Christmas. So I would highly recommend that you do that. <laughs> um, so those are kind of my big announcements. I finished my PhD. I started a job. I am aggressively happy. I mean, I wrote a book called Aggressively Happy. Um, so with that all out there in the world, now we can kind of pivot to what in the world am I going to do with this podcast? Um, and that's something I've pondered a lot. You know, I think that it's good to think about seasons and not to be, um, not to be unwilling to end something if it's the right time to end. But as I thought about it, I realized I didn't, I didn't want to end the podcast. And there's several reasons for that. One is that I really value the community that has arisen around the podcast. Um, there are so many kindred spirits. I get, I get lots of letters. I don't always get to answer the letters. So if you've written me one, know that I have almost certainly read it, even if I haven't been able to respond. Um, but I so value the community that has risen up around this and I don't feel called to, to let it go at the moment. The second reason is um, that I have, this is a practical one, I have lots of interesting interviews that I've recorded that I haven't gotten to post. And so I, I wanna release those into the world. And in addition to that, I realized that I kind of think in podcasts. So oftentimes while I was writing my PhD, I'd be very disciplined and decide not to go post things, but I would be thinking, oh, this would make a great podcast. And I've actually really wanted to return in some ways to some of those, the kind of more classic form of my podcast where I looked at a theme through various works of art. Um, and and then finally, it's, it's just, um, I don't feel like it's ready to be done. So I'm gonna keep doing the podcast, um, but I'm gonna kind of change its form a little bit. Um, I, I'm not going to do show notes anymore. I love doing show notes, but I think I actually need to preserve the space in my life to do other writing. Um, and I'll tell you more about where you can find that eventually. So this podcast is going to be a purely audio podcast. I'm going to try to get it on Spotify. Um, but you'll listen to your podcast and there won't be somewhere where you can go, maybe except for my like social media to read. So this will be a purely audio podcast. I'm going to start back doing two different kinds of episodes. One will be good conversations, and I've recorded a lot of those in backlog. I'm really excited to share them with you. A lot of really good ones. I feel very excited about the, the shows I have recorded for you. And the second one will be kind of like a traditional Speaking with Joy episode 2.0. So I'm going to return to that, that sense of choosing a theme and looking at it through several different works of art. Um, but I'm going to do that kind of in a more conversational way um, on things that I've been learning, works of art that I've been enjoying, and and kind of topics of research that I've been exploring myself. Um, and I'm hoping, um, you know, fingers crossed, that I'm going to start doing these two of these episodes a week, or like as in I will do two episodes a week. So one conversation and one traditional Speaking with Joy podcast 2.0. Um, and I'm really excited to share it with you. I've decided I'm going to do an Advent podcast um, this weekend, but then I'm not going to do Advent themed things because I have several backlog Advent podcasts you can look at. Uh, and then there's lots of other wonderful Advent resources in the world, which I'll share some more of with you on Thursday. So I'm just going to get started uh, in the next couple weeks sharing some of the, the episodes I've already recorded for you. Um, so yeah, that's what the podcast is going to be. It's going to be a little bit more informal. There will be less written content, um, but there will be more audio content. So make sure that you subscribe and share with your friends and do all those things. Um, now, on the note of no show notes... Uh, part of the reason I'm doing this is that I want to have space to do actually more of my own research, my own writing, um, getting things published both academically and non-academically. And if you are sad that there will be less written joy content, let me tell you where you can find it. 
The first place is I'm still running my Patreon. We just did a series on uh, church mothers that was just such a joy. Uh, we looked at uh, Felicity Perpetua, Monica, Macrina, Julia de Norwich, Hildegard of Bingen, and this week we're, we're finishing off with Trees of Avila. Um, so there's a big community of Patreon. I write at least a weekly missive on Saturdays with um, kind of updates in my life, and I do, you know, book lists and playlists. Um, so if you're wanting to get writing from me in your inbox, I would go join the Patreon, either on the 2 or the $10 tier. And I just love the community there. Um, the second place is I'll hopefully be writing more for Plow. So make sure to subscribe to Plow, uh, check out their website, um, and kind of look for me there where I'll be doing interviews. Um, you can see the written transcripts that I'll edit into kind of interviews for um, online there and, and also for things I'll be editing. And finally, you can find more of my written content by going and ordering Aggressively Happy for yourself and everyone that you know or love. Um, as a first time author, it's kind of a big deal to have a, I mean, I've written books, I've written bits of books before, written chapters, but this is my first real book and um, I want to kind of devote time to hoping that it will be a success. So if you could go order a copy, um, know that you will add greatly to my aggressive happiness. So um, that's my rambling thing for the day. Uh, the tea is done and uh, it's been lovely to have you all. So. I hope that you will join me for this kind of new epoch of speaking with, perhaps I should say, Dr. Joy. Speaking with Dr. Clarkson doesn't have quite the same ring to it, doesn't make a pun. Um, but I hope you'll join me for this new epoch, and I'm so excited to have you. Um, thank you all, and I'll catch you all for a cup of tea on Thursday. P.S. The episodes will be on Tuesday and Thursday, in case I didn't say that. All right, everybody, I'll catch you soon.